I wouldn't even know how to do that. What do you do? Just like walk up to random people and go, hey, blah, 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 sports. say the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Sports Empire Podcast Network. We bring you the latest in sports and fantasy sports with, shall we say, a lighter approach to what most people consider a very serious undertaking. On the show today, episode 79, recording on September 27, 2022. NFL Week 3 reactions. We've got your NFL Week 4 look ahead and picks. And Albert Pujols and Aaron Judge both reached their round numbers last week. Aaron Judge immediately after we closed the podcast last night, or last week. For more, you can follow us at DSC Podcast on Twitter. Let's get right into it. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Roman, and alongside me tonight and every night is a guy who did not go 0-3 on his picks this week, like some other unnamed host of this podcast, <laughs> Tim Reinhardt. Welcome, Tim. One and two gets the job done this week. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. Uh, how, that's right. What's our, like, are we keeping, this is actually a good question, are we, is this like an overall, or are we doing it kind of like skins in golf, like... Oh, you win! You win the week. You know, mm. like you're playing a I, like match play. I wasn't only I was only keeping track of uh, of total overall win, but I think match play is an interesting one as well. I think you're um, winning, so you'd be one. You'd be up one after yes. the first week. I think you'd I'd be, be up two. I'd be two and one. Yeah, I'd be two and one. Oh, you want to do? Okay, I see. Got it. Okay. Right. So yeah, you'd you'd way. be up two yeah. after two weeks. So and then it's. Oh, well, yeah, two to one, whatever, however, you know. Yeah. I mean, watching too yeah. much President's Cup, I guess. Um, <laughs> Slice it anyway. Yeah, you right. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so that that could be a fun little side game that, for us to have. But, yeah, your your uh, your picks are, are checking in at, at a brisk 33% and mine yeah. at yeah. – 22 so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. We're, we're really setting the world on fire yeah, here my goodness it, uh yeah all right well so let's let's on that topic let's talk about something i wanted to think about yeah um which is like i got a bunch wrong obviously all three of these and plus anything else i really touched this week and talk about kind of through the lens of our picks um mostly i um but also you know what what happened what went wrong here this week that we thought was going to um obviously we have Buffalo and Kansas City to highlight later, um, and those are two of your picks. But right. we can we can talk about them through this lens as well if you want. So I don't really think anything went wrong with that Bills game. It was fluky in so many different ways, and um, I I put it this way: I don't want to be in the Bills path for the next few weeks because I think they have even more incentive now to just absolutely crush teams. So I'm not. I don't think anything necessarily went wrong there other than whoever the receiver was that caught the ball on the second to last play did not go down fast enough uh, so they could get that, you know, snap to spike the ball. I I really don't think anything went wrong there. Um, I think we might have been wrong, or maybe I shouldn't say we, I might have been wrong. New Orleans is maybe not that good. Yeah. Um, that seems like it's uh, kind of a thing that's that's happening here. Um, 
the Eagles are, I think that is, uh, and it'll be an interesting test for them this week. Um, I think the Giants got exposed, even though we didn't pick them. That was I'm kind of including that in my in my analysis because I had the Cowboys listed as a pick, and then I I scribbled that out before we went uh, and made our picks last week. So um, right. I'll I'll go with that one. I so I don't know. The NFL is hard to pick. It, it, it at the end of the day, right. like I'm. In even preparing for this week, I'm looking through the, the games and like oh, could, could go either way. Like right. you know, with the, with the different points, there's there's very few, and the ones that I guess like we thought were at least I thought was a guarantee was um, was the Chiefs. I mean they they had a little bit of a clunker, and it was opening night right. or opening day for the for the Colts, so they had. You know, a little extra. I don't know. It's the NFL's hard. I guess that's all. I I don't know that any like we should glean anything, uh, big, small. I don't know that anything went wrong per se. Uh, it's just it's a hard. It's hard to pick them. Yeah, and I one one NFL uh, kind of uh, uh, podcaster and radio host that I listen to, Gil Alexander on Beeson, calls it plinko. Like when you're oh, picking yeah. these games before, like you know, before the game, before you know anything and it ends up, you know, one side or the other on the number, or it just so happens that Isaiah McKenzie, you know, runs for 12 seconds instead of going down right? or, you know, Kansas city has their backup kicker and misses a bunch of kicks. And also they uh, muff a punt. That was a minus like almost a seven point um, EPA swing on that one muffed punt that gave uh, Indianapolis the ball on the five yard line. So, you know, these type of things happen in the game because I mean the ball's shaped weirdly and you know that's just what happens. Um, I'm I'm with you on both actually. Kansas Kansas City did have a bit of a clunker, but we've known them to have clunkers before. Um, so I don't I don't know if this changes much of what I think about Kansas City. Uh, I think I was maybe more counting out Indianapolis already after two weeks, which was a mistake I think on my part. They are preseason i thought that they were good enough to win the division and i don't know i got off that yeah after we're two weeks we're um move, moving on <laughs> yeah moved i moved on too quickly on that one i think um and maybe they're not quite as good as i thought at the beginning of the year and maybe not as bad as i thought after two weeks but that division's going to be odd because everyone's either one and two or two and one um right real real quick back on the on that kansas city game like this is i don't know we it's not the most advanced of like, you know, saber metrics or whatever you call it in, in football, uh, way to look at things. But I, I tend to look at like, all right, well, you know, what was, who, who did a better job of stopping the other team? Like, and mm-hmm. while the chiefs had a bit of a clunker cause they only had 315 yards of total offense, the Colts only had 260. That's actually a pretty wide, um, a pretty wide difference. So, like, I, I don't, I don't think anything went wrong there per se. Like, the the Colts by all the what do you call it? Um, like underlying stats you could look at probably win this game, win this game nine times out of ten. Um, and this was the time that they didn't do it. So, like, as far as right. they're concerned, I'm not, I'm not getting too worried about them. Um, and I guess like, I, I don't know, the, 
just to delve a little deeper underneath the numbers. Yeah, and, and one thing that I don't think we talk about enough is is the kickers, because that Kansas City had their backup kicker, so they went for a ridiculous fourth and eleven fake field goal. Yeah, which was weird. Uh, which was weird. Uh, they missed a field goal, and I think they missed an extra point. Um, so they didn't, you know, the not having that confidence in the kicker changed their game plan. Um, and it worked against them. And then obviously that special teams muff punt that I talked about, um, and, and kind of all of those things added up together too. And Indianapolis had one really good drive. Their last drive to get the touchdown to win was like something like 20 plays or whatever. Um, they had a really good drive there, but other than that, they didn't do, as you said, that much yardage wise. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I think I changed Indianapolis a little bit, give them a little bit more than I was, but, um, don't change much for Kansas City. You know, just like we talked about last year, they can have games where they just mess around a little bit and think they're going to catch up on it. And sometimes it just comes back to get them. I mean, there's 17 games here. Um, yeah. You know, nobody's going to go 17 and right. I don't think that's I don't think that's a big deal. Um, I'm with you on New Orleans. I think I think Jameis Winston is like either actually really hurt with those like bones in his back. Yeah, the, he's I mean, he's got a broken back. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he's playing through it. Uh, but you know, I have a little bit of cold and I'm like, you know, I, I'm trying to, you know, uh, submit myself for like a Willis Reed award for actually doing a podcast yeah. tonight, <laughs> even though I have a head cold. Um, <laughs> it's the Jordan game is what it is. Yeah. yeah. The, the Jordan game. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think New Orleans is, you know, not nearly as good as we thought. And as I said, um, on the last podcast, Matt rule is, I actually said one in 19 yeah. last I guess is one in 24 when giving up 17 or more points. And guess what? New Orleans didn't score 17 yep, points. There you go. And, Gar- and Carolina won. So um, I thought that New Orleans' offense was going to be able to get to that, and they were not. So I, I think – and I was high on New Orleans preseason. Um, I had them to win the division. That one's going to come down a little bit. I, I had that um, too. Um, yeah. I mean, that that division is another one that's that's kind of weird right now because – the Buccaneers are two and one, but they haven't really. You that chart that you uh, have been sending me just about every week, the one that like analyzes the defensive and offensive. Um, right. I don't. What do you EPA? EPA, EPA yeah, EPA that's what it's called. Yep. Um, they're not exactly crushing it in right. either category right now. Um, mm-hmm. I heard on the radio today, and not you know take it for what it's worth. It came from a Boston sports radio host. Is that um, you know this resembles a lot of the 2019 Patriots team. Brady's generally disinterested. It's a cast of characters that aren't the same as as before. Um, you know he's kind of yelling at everybody on the sidelines already in week two. It it just seems right. like um, the year can't and fast enough for him already. Right. Uh, so I'm not sure, you know, how that, um, I guess w- what's going to happen with them either, which then leaves us to like Panthers and Falcons. And believe it or not, out of all those, the freaking Falcons are the ones that look halfway decent. Right. They're scoring yeah. points. Yeah. They, yeah. They, you know, there's not a lot of good offenses in the league. And, you know, that's another one of the things that that uh, EPA per play chart that I sent you um, was the Falcons are one of the 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, top nine offenses in the league. And everybody else is average or below average. Um, so, you know, there, there's something there. Their defense is not great. Um, but, you know, I think they're not a, a pushover, right? If they, if they take down Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by that. You know, right. You know, they might be six and a half point dogs, but you know, we've seen that happen, you know, pretty much every week. Um, so that, that division is wide open. I think New Orleans could definitely still win it, but, um, and that's another one of my downgrades is Tampa Bay. Uh, it's something I got wrong about Tampa Bay. I thought their offense, you know, they had more injuries than I thought this week. And Mike Evans being out made a big difference to their, to their offense and their offensive line is not the same as it was even last year. And uh, they are, had some injuries in the off season retirements. Right. Um, and, you know, I think um, Tom Brady's mind might be elsewhere and that's fine. I mean, he's 40, whatever years old, you know, 45, he's got, he's got other stuff going on as he says. Um, but uh, yeah, this one, they're, they're one of the worst offenses in the league. The, Right, three so, or four worst offenses in the league, and you know it's it's it it has been the defense that yep. has won them. Uh, they're two and one, right? Yeah, there's one. Uh, yeah, won yep. them those two games. So yeah, yeah. So we'll yeah we'll definitely um, one of my one of my matchups to watch. I think this week is 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 them as well. Should be a very interesting game. Well, because they're playing the home. the Chiefs. They're playing at Chiefs. home. Yeah, yeah, and they're home underdogs could be moved. And it could be moved. Right? Oh, right. The game yeah. could be moved because sure. of the hurricane. Um, not necessarily that the weather would be there on Sunday, but. No, know, I mean, it, it's just all accounts is going to be hurricane. a generational yeah. storm. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, anything else? I was wrong. You know, I was wrong on, on betting the <clears throat> the Thursday night game. You had me right there, Tim. Don't don't touch the Thursday night game. I think I um, also underestimated how tired Pittsburgh's defense was going to be. They kept after a on couple saying long games. that on the and I I didn't that never crossed my mind either. Um, yeah. So, but that that was a good point that they they were on the field for more uh, more plays than any other team in the league, right? Right, right, and you know, and they had played that almost a full overtime in one of those first two weeks, and um, and then the short week turnaround and. Uh, Cleveland runs the ball well and controls the clock and keeps them on the field longer. So right makes makes them defend of, more plays. Yeah, yeah, and and they it's not like they have the apart. offense that can <laughs> that can sustain long drives. So right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and they weren't gonna you know have a, a blistering comeback at the end of the game. Yeah, um, on that offense. So you know um, lessons learned maybe um, from that from that week three. I'm not sure. Let's. Um, Let's uh, let's do uh, buying or selling here, Tim. Okay. Uh, okay. So buying or selling, um, either of these teams, either of the zero loss teams being a Super Bowl challenger, and not necessarily that they're a favorite to win the Super Bowl, but you could see them, you know, making a run towards the Super Bowl this year. So Dolphins and Eagles are the two last undefeated teams. I'm buying the Eagles. That that looks real. Um, just, you know, passing, they passed the eye test of, uh, of an offense that can consistently move the ball. Jalen Hurts looks like he's an MVP candidate right now. Um, and I mean, they've, they've crushed 
three opponents now. And the the closest game was that week one game against the Lions, who they were up right. uh, and the Lions kind of battled back, but they still scored, if I'm if I remember right, thirty eight points. Like yep. this is uh this this seem has all the I guess you're they're checking a lot of boxes on a team that's right. primed to make a good run. Yep. They can rush the passer with four. They have a quarterback who's mobile on a on a, on a you know, young contract who allows them to spend more money elsewhere. Yep. Um, and talented wide receivers. You know, if it's on AJ Brown one week, it's Devontae Smith the other week. They can run the ball if they want to, but you know, so far people have been daring Jalen Hurts to beat him and he's been beating them. Um, and they have two very good corners. Darius Slay pretty much just uh, jumped in front of Jefferson Jefferson whenever he wanted to um, in that game. So, I think I'm also buying the Eagles because of the conference. Um, you know, if you, you know, the Rams, the Bucks that we talked about, the Packers, um, you know, the Vikings they beat, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's anyone else, um, you know, San Francisco, I don't know. You know, is there anybody that is, there's nobody there that's really looming in the NFC to, uh, that they kind of had to get past. No, I mean, I'll be interested to see. I'm kind of getting on this Cowboys bandwagon a little bit. Um, that is a dominant defense. Yeah, I have a I have a hot take on that. If you're ready, yeah, if you're ready for it, I didn't even Hit put me. this in, but so um, the drop off from from Dak Prescott to Cooper Rush hasn't been as much as expected because Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush are closer in quarterback skill than we think. That's my hot take, I guess. So, that, okay, do you mean that they play a similar style of quarterback, or do you mean that Cooper Rush is actually quite good? I mean the opposite, that that Dak is not. Dak Prescott is more like a Cooper Rush type skill player ah. than, than um, a superstar that I think we've been led to believe. Well, I'll tell you what, Cooper Rush is making himself a few million dollars here, that's for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, you know, look, that they have they have the defense. You know, yeah, it's the modern NFL, and, you know, you got to be able to score points. But they, they legit have – talk about being able to get to the quarterback in, in four with, or with four. They, they can do yeah. it probably with three. Um, <laughs> yes, I could. So, yeah. w- who's the guy number ninety? Why is his name still in my mind right now? Uh, Demarcus, Demarcus Lawrence. Lawrence, right? So yeah. he's he's a premier pass rusher. Um, so is Parsons, and they they're able to sit back and put seven, eight guys in the secondary. Like their their offense is, I, I think. Well, I mean, based on that on that chart, is okay. Um, they can they can run the ball, and uh, I think they've got a fairly. I don't love um, CD Lamb, but I think they have an otherwise underrated receiver in Noah Brown. Um, yeah, they're they're not bad. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what I guess where, where I'm going with this is. What are the Eagles going to look like against that defense um, that can legitimately? Now they got exposed a little bit last night in the Monday night game where Daniel Jones was the leading rusher for the Giants pretty much. Uh, so they're going to have to account for that with Jalen Hurts. But I think if there's a defense that can answer the Eagles, it's probably that Cowboys defense. 
Right, and I think just like the Eagles' offense, they're a big play defense, right? Picks, sack, fumbles, that sort of thing. Like, I think they um, will give up yards, but they're kind of like a not a bend but don't break, but a you know they'll they'll turn in a chunk play that'll turn a touchdown drive into a uh, to a field goal or a punt that'll change. You know, they'll give up yards, but they'll get a sack or a knockdown or a turnover. You know, um, more frequently at least they have in the past. So I, th- I think they, they are, they are, I always talk about defense as a, a weak link kind of thing. They definitely have some weak links, but I think just like Pittsburgh with TJ Watt and um, when he's healthy and Minka Fitzpatrick, they have stars that are so bright that it, it they can make big enough plays. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like they're not going to, they're not going to hold you to two yards every time you're going to get 10 yards, 12 yards, whatever, but they're going to get a sack, a fumble, a turnover, what a big play from one of their stars that'll, that'll stop a drive in a different way. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I think, uh, you know, uh, I'm got my, my number's going up on them a little bit too. Um, as you'll see this week. Um, yeah. Uh, what about the dolphins? The dolphins, I think are a playoff team. And maybe I wasn't secure. I, I did pick them to make the playoffs before the before the season. Um, but I think I would take Kansas City over them and Buffalo still over them. Um, the Chargers are so snake bit with injuries now that um, I don't know if I'd take them over them right now. And I'd still probably give in a rematch with the Ravens. I might take the Ravens over them, um, maybe. Um, but I so Challenger... Mm, you know, they could be in the final, final, you know, divisional round in the AFC. I mean, that's anything could happen there. I, I, I not, not as, not as a clear path yeah, as the Eagles, I, certainly. I'm selling them right for now. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas the Eagles have gone up and put away opponents, that has not been the MO of the Dolphins. Um, they, they pretty soundly beat the Patriots. They snuck away with two other wins that, as you like to say, the ball is shaped funny, bounces one other way, and they lose those games. So they could right. easily be sitting here at one and two. No, they're not, and that's that's part of the NFL uh, is winning close one-score games. But I'm still still not quite convinced that they're uh, they're a Super Bowl contender just because they've won three games. Right. And two of those games were in Florida in September, which is a difficult place to, for other teams to come. Yes. Um, so, you know, once that becomes a more balmy 70 in December, um, that might be less of a uh, less of a um, inhibitor for, right. for teams. Um, all right. So then let's quickly go. We talked about this, but let me just get your answer on the record here. Um, blip or blueprint. Right. For beating the Bills and Chiefs. Um, both of those, I think they are blips. We talked about it, but I just want to see what we, what you're thinking on, on the bills and chiefs, their losses is blip, blip, double blip. Um, you know, I, I, the, the bills are, uh, non fumbled snap away from winning that game. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, I think that's, that's an important thing to note. As far as the Chiefs are concerned, kind of already talked about them that that they were uh, they outgained their opponent. They you know seem to do everything right minus the the muffed kick. Um, so 
yeah, I think it's uh, those are both blips. And you know, put it. How, how about we do it the, to talk about ultimate? Like, there, is is there a better word or an, a a bigger word for blip? Have you looked at the um, the yard the yard different? How many yards did the Dolphins gain? Just guess in that game. I think it was like. 250, 350? No, two between two fifty and three hundred. Two hundred and twelve. Oh wow, that's not a winning team right there. Like, yeah. like, and the Bills amassed five hundred, four hundred ninety-seven, five hundred yards essentially of total offense. Yeah, I mean, I it know explains that they why had... their coordinator was absolutely, yeah, you know, furious at the end of the game. Like, yeah, what what do we need to do here to win this game? Yeah, they had twice as many plays, you know, on offense. Uh, yeah, they, they, yeah, more than that. They had ninety plays to thirty-nine. Oh, three times as many, almost. Yeah, two yeah. and a half times. A, yeah, yeah. Um, they had thirty-one first downs to fifteen. Uh, this this was not a yeah. game that the the Dolphins like had any business winning, and so right. like. Before we go putting a crown on on their head or their dorsal fin, uh, let's <laughs> let's remember like the underlying stats here is that the Bills dominated this game, and it's one of those things like you hit a line drive right at somebody in baseball, you do everything right. Uh, Scott Rowland blasts a, a ball in Game Seven of the NLCS, and it's still an out, right? right. Like so it, that the the surface doesn't tell the underlying story. Okay. All right. So now that we talked about that with Miami, let's, let's go to the, um, the week's big games. One of the, one of the games actually involves those, um, Miami dolphins, which is the Thursday game, Miami against Cincinnati. Cincinnati is favored by three and a half in this one. Um, unknown is the status of Tua Tagovailoa after he had the back. Yeah. Talk about weird, quote, right? Unquote, quote unquote back injury. Do you believe um, is that is that a back injury? Like what is what is going on there? I don't know. Like everybody saw it. Like you don't you don't fall over that like that with the back injury. You could see the other players' reaction. They just held him up and they were like, you know, kind of hung their heads and they were like, All right, come out and you know, come out and get him. They didn't like, you know, support his back or anything. They just like grabbed him, held him up. You know, right. like people can fall from their back, but not like that, right? Like that yeah. was yeah, that was exactly. like uh, yeah. somebody that was either intoxicated or, right, <laughs> which I don't think he was, um, right. or had his had a nasty head injury. Yeah, I think they they are trying to sell us a bill of goods here, and everybody that saw it is like, no, they can get like, in some pretty big trouble for that, right? Like they can yeah. have coaching suspensions. Draft pick, uh, draft picks taken away. Like this is a, if they are found to have been negligent on a possible head injury, then that's an. Doesn't the does the NFL not have their own independent people down there anymore? They do. Yeah. So I, I was listening to something about this today. Is like there is a the the wording on it is a little bit unclear about the you know, player returning to play. Obviously they have the independent neurological consultant or whatever. Um, but the team person and the consultant have to agree 
or something like that. It's like they have to come to a consensus or something like that. So it's not very, it's not like the one person holds all the cards, okay. right? It's, it's kind of like, um, so, you know, you wonder what happened to get to that consensus where he could go back in. And you know what, you know, I, I think it's also possible that he got, you know, you know, hurt in some way, maybe, a you know, and didn't have a, you know, they could have passed the concussion test. I think that's quite possible. Um, but to tell us that it's a back injury is just ridiculous. Everybody saw it. So every, everybody that's watched football for like more than two minutes is like, yeah. well, that guy got his, like that guy's hurt. It, like, it doesn't bode well, um, for them yeah. that, that, on a, that short, on a short week. And, and it's, which is why the three and O not yet Super Bowl contender dolphins are three and a half point dogs, um, on the road at Cincinnati in a short week. Um, Tua's status is questionable, if not Tua's Teddy Bridgewater. Um, wasn't one of my best bets, but I definitely am on Cincinnati in this one. Just with the short turnaround, Miami's probably pretty worn out. Right, we don't um, – right. That, well, say the Tua same – no Tua. Say the same yeah. thing that happened last week. Let's learn Let's learn from our mistakes right. last week. Yep. yep. Dolphins were yep. on the field for 90 plays, their defense. Yep. And they got to come back – I'm talking myself into the Bengals right here. It's a pick. I, I talked myself into the Bengals as well, um, just like right before the punt. Yeah, so think about that. Like now they're gonna yep. three days later have to come, four days later have to come out and play Joe Burrow. Right, they have to travel, play in Cincinnati after it. Like, and it was a hot game in, in in Miami as well. A lot of the Dolphins players, the Dolphins offense was cramping up, throwing up like from from the heat on the sidelines because they were on the play on the field for ninety plays. You know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, not to mention what was happening to the defense. So that that's a big game for sure. I don't know if we'll be able to tell that much. I think there's a lot of um, contributing factors there, but an interesting Thursday night game. So j- just because it's Thursday, you think it's like the – we may not learn – or what we learn may not be – Yeah, I mean, I think Tua may be not go or be compromised with a back injury um, or and or Miami will be – you know, in a, in a bad rest spot, so to speak. Um, and it's Thursday. So I just think all of those things come together. I don't know if we're necessarily going to learn that much. Um, if Cincinnati, you know, unless Cincinnati, I think wilts here, I, I don't think we're going to learn a lot about it. Any, either okay. team. It should be an interesting game. Um, but I don't, th- I don't know if we're necessarily going to learn that much. Okay. Fair. Um, so the next next big game I got on the list is Baltimore and Buffalo. So Buffalo coming off that game has another big game on the road in Baltimore. Um, they are three-point road favorites here. Uh, I don't know what to do with this one, but it should be a very interesting game. Like I said, um, I, I don't want to be in their path right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, the total is high at 52. Baltimore's defense not really stopping anybody. Buffalo is probably going to be um, furious and probably not going to take their foot off the gas. They don't usually do it, but they're probably not even more so motivated. Yeah, yeah. Um, so next one is the the interesting game that you alluded to. My two kind of preseason darlings in Philadelphia and Jacksonville. It's like trying to pick one of my children here. Nah. Uh, I can't pick between them. The Eagles are favored by six and a half, but uh, that seems I, like a I lot just, of points. That's a lot of points, but Jacksonville's defense was good um, in a few games, and I think they're capable of being good, but I don't think they are quite 
at Philadelphia's defense's level yet. Jacksonville's offense might be capable again of getting to Philly's offensive level. Um, I'm not going to make a, I'm not going to have this be a pick or anything, but I think Philadelphia wins the, the, you know, six and a half, seven points is just a lot. Um, Yeah, that's a lot of points. It's at home for Philadelphia. They, they have not been, they've not really been stopped. I, yeah, I kind of, I see them rolling. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see. So Kansas City, Tampa Bay, another one we kind of talked about. That is the uh, Monday night, uh, Sunday night game, excuse me. Uh, so Kansas City coming off that loss. Tampa Bay also coming off that loss. Yep. Uh, Mike Evans will be back for Tampa Bay. Kansas City is a two-point favorite in Tampa Bay. I don't yeah. I don't know what to make here. Um, when this opened, who knows when this opened, I don't know, weeks ago. Uh, Tampa Bay was favored, and now Kansas City's favored. Uh, I think Tampa Bay's offense has taken a big downgrade from a lot of people. Four points off the opening over-under as well. Yeah, that that game, my gut says the Chiefs are going to win that thing, but I, I'm not going to pick it. Uh, yeah. But this will um, be interesting to see how the Chiefs manage the Tampa Bay defense because that's yes. that's the yeah. big storyline here. Yeah, and I think that's that's what we'll learn the most about you know about those true premier kind of um, uh, sections, team sections, so to speak. Um, Tampa Bay defense and Kansas City offense that should be the premier matchup for sure. Um, and then on Monday night, um, I find and maybe this is only me, but I find the Rams and San Francisco interesting san francisco put up another clunker yeah the rams kind of won but you know let the other team back in it um made it pretty interesting more interesting that they had to um they continue to kind of ease their way into Un- the underwhelm season. the regular yeah team. <laughs> yeah um they ease their way in and uh the niners are two and a half point favorites at home in this one yeah um not the greatest display Denver's a tough place to play though uh so maybe you can forgive the 49ers for that but you know boneheaded move running out of the end zone uh they really after that first drive I think that's when they scored their points yep. they they really didn't do very much with the football at all yep yeah that one should that one should be interesting I have a side on that one but I will leave it for our bats so, Tim why don't you uh why don't you get us get us started for our picks here well you I I talked, you know, we talked ourselves into it. So I'm going to go to that Thursday night game. And I'm okay. going to firmly take those Bengals. Um, you can't, you know, can't control that offense uh, for very long, period. And then put on the fact that 90 plays for, you know, short week. Uh, and and I think that, that Bengals team is, is going to cover that four points. So I'll take the Bengals it, minus. What, what do you have? Three. Where, what three do you have? Four? I'll take your line if it's better. I I before the pod I grabbed three and a half. Um, but let's see where it's at now. I, I'm seeing uh, four on ESPN. But let's. Yeah, you could probably find a three and a half. FanDuel has it for minus one eighteen. Um, I'll give it to you if you want three and a half. I uh, I got it myself. So okay, uh, I'll, uh, we'll take I'll the three and a half. half yeah. Um. So then I'll go my uh, number one here is the Rams plus two and a half. I don't think that they should be dogs to San Francisco. 
I think they're better than San Francisco. Will they play better? I don't know. Um, but I know that they are a better team. Um, and so I'm going to take them actually on Monday night. The lights are brighter. Um, they've been lollygagging a little bit into the season. I think this, they're going to they're gonna start ramping up here in week four. Um, and uh, I'm getting points there, so I'll, I'll take the Rams plus two and a half on Monday night. I'm also taking that game, so uh, it's okay. not, you know, super exciting for the pod, uh, but it, I did have that down here. Um, you're t- and you're taking the Rams. Yeah, so. taking the Rams and the okay. two and a half. I, you know, it's not like they yeah. got to travel halfway. Cause they're, they're, they're driving up the 101 if I can sound like right. a Californian for a second, um, they, you know, yeah. this is not, not a far game. Uh, like you said, they've, it's, a, it's time they flip the switch. And I think there are more questions surrounding the 49ers at this point than, uh, right. than not. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. So I'll do my second. Then yeah. I like Detroit minus four and a half against Seattle. Seattle is not great. Their defense is probably actually maybe even a little surprisingly worse than their offense. Yeah. Um, Detroit's offense is the much better part of their team. Um, this one is four and a half, so it's susceptible to a, a uh, backdoor touchdown by Seattle towards the end of the game. But I think, I think Detroit is, is the better team here and will, they are at their best when they can score and make it a high scoring game. And I think they will. So you're not worried about the Swift. Um, I I think Swift is good, but just like most running backs, I don't downgrade the whole team on a running back missing. I think Jamal Williams is a, um, and Craig Reynolds are reasonable, um, uh, facsimiles Mm -hmm. together. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown being out would be a big deal. Um, and I know, you know, last week Buffalo had a lot of injuries that, that came up after our pod. Um, so Amon Ra being out would be a big deal, but uh, it doesn't, certainly doesn't seem like it now. So I think Detroit is, is at least a touchdown better than, than Seattle. Okay, fair. All right, so let's get your third. Cowboys minus three. Over the Commanders, uh, they, I, I think they have a dominant defense. It might be the best in the league, um, and I'm going to ride the Cooper Rush, uh, Noah Brown connection as long as it lasts. Um, so, and you know, divisional game at home for the Cowboys. I, I think uh, this one probably should be more than the three points I'm seeing it at. Uh, essentially means this would be a neutral game on um, – or this neutral game, uh, a, a pick game on a neutral field. You know, you got a, a quarterback that likes to throw it to the other team. You have – in um, Carson Wentz, you have a Cowboys defense that likes to be opportune and, and go for the pick. So I see all things uh, pointing toward the Cowboys here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on this one too. Uh I wrote down a million sacks. Carson Wentz was sacked nine times, <laughs> n- nine times by um, an Eagles defense, um, and Dallas may be better at rushing the passer than uh, maybe not a, a better defense overall, but a better at rushing the passer than the Eagles. Um, and Carson Wentz just takes sacks constantly, um, and there will be a bunch of turnovers um, for Washington. They'll just be. Licking their lips, waiting for turnovers, 
I think this is this is a uh, a good spot for Dallas and the Commanders have shown us over you know they beat Jacksonville but they weren't terribly impressive there they had a big turnover advantage and then two losses in a row here that kind of exposed them um, and Carson Wentz yeah. turned into bad Carson Wentz um, after oh, a game and a half of uh, yeah a game and a half of good Carson Wentz was enough. Um, for this season. So um, I'm with you on that one. Dangerously two picks colliding here. That means so. that means they're, I don't know what that means. Cause we're, yeah, we're, it does it. <laughs> we're 22 and 32%. On our pick. It couldn't be, it can't be good. Yeah. Can't be good. yeah. Oh man. All right. All right. All right. So let's, um let's, let's wrap that up for the, for the week four. Um, I, I did want to talk about Albert pools and Aaron judge yes. before we went. Um, on on right after we wrapped on um, Tuesday night last week, Aaron Judge hit number sixty. Uh, dramatic fashion too. They come back. Dramatic game, fashion. Yeah. Yes, he hits it in the um, uh, bottom of the ninth when it was like eight to two or something like that, it, making it eight to it was four, eight, eight to five. Yeah. They were losing by four runs. Yeah, and then um, Giancarlo Stanton hits a grand slam walk off. Which, um, you know, not a Yankee fan, but I was happy for that because that allowed kind of Aaron Judge to be uh, more outwardly happy right. about his about hitting sixty because he was he was kind of a little sheepish when it was like a you know kind of a blowout game, um, reluctantly giving the uh, the curtain call, uh, right? Despite the fact that his team was down, so um, good for them to get that win. Good for sixty. Uh, however, on Friday night, um, you know my. My wife was like, let's do a little, you know, let's do some, some cleaning up, uh, you know, house projects around the kids uh, play area. You, you know, she was like, you can put on the game, you know, we can just sit and watch the game. I was like, oh, it's not until 10 o'clock. So we're still working and I, I had the game on. And uh, so Albert Pujols comes up uh, in, you know, his first or second at bat. And, second at bat. Yeah. Uh, second at bat. And uh, so we're watching, boom, 699 goes out. Uh gigantic home run so that that felt yeah. good felt like oh yeah you know what he's definitely getting to 700 this year um and then in his next at bat they uh had a left-hander on the mound took the left-hander out uh you know right before him to to face a righty which was i felt devastating i was like i couldn't wait him to, for him to face mike minor for the second yeah or third time um but I think Dave Roberts did the right thing, which was switch him out, um, brought in Bickford. Um, and, uh, you know, it, th- at this point on the East coast, it's like, I don't know what time it was. It was like 11, it's like 11, 15, 11, 20. It was, I, I don't think on a normal circumstance, I'd be watching this game. It was late. I, I had yeah. fallen asleep and woke up to the announcer, uh, who I thought, I thought they did a great job on Apple TV. Yeah. Um, great call, just a, an all around good job with it. Uh, I woke up to to the call. I was like, "What? Oh, what, wow. what happened?" I like just as the ball, like wow. rubbing my okay. eyes yeah. out uh, as it yeah. was. I just because I went to sleep with like with it on my iPad or whatever. I was like, "Ah, oh, yeah. he did it!" And you know, immediately, yeah, we're texting each other. It was, you know, it's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, because you know, normally I probably would have gone to bed. I was like, "Ah, oh, let me just watch another at bat and uh, you know see what happens." Of course, I watch it and then I couldn't go to sleep for like ninety minutes after that because yeah. I was you know excitedly. Texting with people and, you know, 
um, watching the video over and over again and, and seeing the reactions from everybody. So it was just a real cool moment. Cool that he did it in Los Angeles where he played last year, um, where he kind of credits them for um, kind of rekindling his, his love for baseball after, you know, being lost in the proverbial desert, not too far from Dodger Stadium, but, um, you know, having a down couple of years and, uh, you know, he knows a lot of those guys, you know, Mookie Betts was clapping for him. I yeah. think a lot of the guys were on the top step clapping for him as well from the dugout. So it was a really good moment. Nice. You know, I, I love when guys do that at home, but I think the LA crowd certainly was there, um, appreciative of him. Yeah. And also I think they were, um, cause he had already hit one. Everybody was was primed and ready. Yeah, like everybody half was rooting up for it almost. Yeah, everybody. I think everybody was more than half rooting for it because they were standing up, hoping to see yeah. history. Everybody had their phones out. You know, it's L.A. You want to be a part of the moment. Um, so that I thought that part was cool. Um, you know, I I always like to see it big moments like that not happen in an empty stadium or not empty stadium, but like a, you know, a quiet stadium happen. Yeah. You know, have the guys cheering for him and fans cheering for him. So that was a really cool moment. Um, I, I think, you know, looking back on it, you know, I think Albert Pujols, uh, came up the, you know, 2001 beginning of the 2001 season, which was, right. um, that would be the spring of our freshman year of college. So, yeah. Uh, think about that. Yeah. That was a long yeah. time ago. That was a very long time ago. Uh, I, you know, it was, uh, probably pretty similar to the time when we came back from, was it spring break? And I came over and watched, we watched, uh, uh, like, a, a a movie and you're, you're in your, your roommate's uh, room. Yeah. I think we were the first ones back from spring break or something. There was like nobody back from spring break. That was right about that time. Anyway, I was just thinking about like how, Albert Pujols' career has spanned our our friendship. So yeah, it's, and it's it's cool to say that like we had a front row seat to it the entire time. You can legitimately make an argument that he's a top ten player in the history of yep. in the history of baseball. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and so um, you know, haven't really missed any of the Cardinal parts of it. Certainly missed the Angels part of it, but that you know that. Uh, that's part of it when he goes out West and, uh, you know, kind of didn't have very many good seasons there and comes back and, and has a, has a really good season hit 700. And, yeah. you know, I think it, it just, I, I, I sent you that article, I think from Tom Berducci, um, in sports illustrated with basically saying like, it doesn't really usually happen this way. Usually guys are like, oh, I'm going to come back for one more thing. And then they have a bad year and they, right. they, they get caught or released or they just, you know, you know, retire early or something like that. It's really, really nice to see, um, you know, somebody go for one last, one last ride and have it work out how it does in the movies. He's, you know? he's got 20 home runs, right? Like yeah, he's yeah. batting two six. He's worked his way into an everyday play. You can't take him out. What you said, you, you called it. I, I was saying, you know, I hope they give him the opportunity to play. And you were like, well, if he's, if he's get putting himself in a position to, break this record he's going to be doing well and helping them win so they'll be playing him you know they kind of right. you, you called that sort of self-fulfilling uh cycle and and he's he's now every day in the lineup uh which is yep. at 42 like this is this is just an incredible uh you know indeed it seems like it is the end uh 
it, yep. it's an incredible feat, incredible way to go out. And, you know, there's other things on the horizon too. I think you can have like the second most RBIs in history or something like that. Like there are other things that he's um, chasing that, uh, you know, aren't, aren't the, the round number 700, but are just as cool. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. He's actually, yeah, you're right. He is uh 14 minus eight behind uh, Babe Ruth Sick. for career RBIs, which is, so there you go, which is number would be number two all time. Yeah. would be number two. Who's all number time. one. So if you Hank get Aaron? number one is Hank Aaron. Yeah. Yep. 2297. So he's, he's quite a bit behind there. Um, 89 behind them. So well, a little bit further to go there. So um, yeah, that number two all time in RBIs would be, it would be a huge one as well. Um, yeah. Uh, keep just keep it rolling. Um, got a what a week more of this, a little a little more than a week, more of the regular season. Um, and yeah, I think we had a uh, well. They have uh, that Pittsburgh homestand and home and away with them, which is the last week. So it's just a little bit more. Yeah, so it's a little like bit more eight than eight games. Week. Does it sound right? Um, yeah, they so, have a two off game, two off days. You know, um, six RBIs or eight RBIs, whatever would be would be a, a yeah. pretty good run, but it's it's doable for sure. Yeah, have have a couple more knocks and uh, you give yourself a chance. There you go. Um, Absolutely. On the quickly on the Aaron Judge thing, something that we haven't quite talked about yet is, uh, yeah, sixty one home runs and all that would be cool. He's got a legit triple crown opportunity here, right? Um, he does. And trivia, uh, impromptu trivia. Um, who was the last? Any idea who the last player was to win the triple crown? Was it Miguel Cabrera? I don't believe he's ever done it. Okay, because I I feel like there was one where he they oh. subbed him out at the end of the year. I'm sorry, he he did do it. You are right. Okay, in 2012, they subbed him out like League. right, yes. right, yeah, right before the right. Like on, right before his last at bat or something, he had it all locked up, and they subbed him out to an ovation. I think I remember that. Okay, I had um, thought it was Yastrzemski. So you are you are right about okay. so you did get. Wow. I got my own question wrong. How about that? <laughs> oh, um, you, you know, you look at this list: Miguel Cabrera, Carl Yastrzemski, Frank Robinson, Mickey Mantle. Um, that year was out of this world. Um, Ted Williams, like these are. Lou Gehrig's on this list. Um, you know, it it was uh, it was the, the Negro Leagues, but Josh Gibson did it there. You know, all these names that he would okay. put himself right next to. Like these are again some of the best players that that played baseball. Like that feat doesn't happen often. Um, so almost as cool as getting to sixty one and sixty two would be if he holds on. Like he's also. You know, because people are like, oh, why don't you chase chase out of the strike zone, you know, expand it a little bit. You might have an opportunity to hit some because he's been pretty plate disciplined. I think he's, you know, look at tonight. He he has one at three bat. walks. He's, he's three walks. walking yeah. all the time. All right. So uh, but yeah, he's he's chasing the triple crown also. So, uh, you know, it, it's got to be tough. Like, I'm sure he wanted to do it in, in at home. And, you know, I was in New Jersey this weekend, so we had all the games on. Uh paying attention to if, if judge did it, but uh, I'm, I, I can't imagine the pressure it must be to like, just that he must be under to get to that. Plus have the triple crown. Plus they haven't locked up their division yet, you know? Right. So there's, 
there's there's a lot and uh it's it's not something that i'm sure is easy to easy to manage yeah absolutely i, I you know it kind of feels like a little bit not like that he's he's pressing a little bit but um it definitely feels like you know throughout this week there's been a lot of attention and it you know and he hasn't hit a home run you know the maris family was all there and um you know definitely feels like a, a big moment um that he hasn't quite hit another one yet yeah so. um hopefully hopefully soon uh I, I i still think it'd be cool to see so yep absolutely all right is there anything you are keeping your eye on this week i gotta guess but... um i guess just uh just the home run chase um not not really i mean yeah that, that that's pretty much it i'll be tuning into those at bats the typical nfl um, you know, our, our, our surefire picks, I'll watch, yes. <laughs> I'll watch those, but yeah, let's, let's call it the Aaron judge, uh, home run chase. All right. So keep your eyes glued to Aaron judge and the triple crown race and keep your ears glued to dynasty sports empire, the podcast. And we'll talk to you next you week. You got it. All right. He's up right now. Are you, oh, are you I, have, I have the Cardinals, uh, I have the Cardinals on, so I can put that over. It'd be fun if he did it in our outro here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the outro. We're another outro. Oh! Yeah. Cut <laughs> yeah. the recorder. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. They offered, uh, DraftKings offered a, a special boost for him to get any hit. Any hit today. And he has three walks. He's 0 for 1. <laughs> yeah. 0 for 1 to <laughs> 3 walks. I'm three like, walks. I'll punch just any, any kind of hit. I don't even know. Man, he gets those anytime I see a low pitch on him. I'm expecting it to be. He gets so many of those called strikes aren't actually strikes. It's incredible that six sevens that they don't know where the bottom of the strikes are. Right, yeah. Must have big knees. Yeah.